Welcome to episode 195 of the No Clue Podcast. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Tyler. I'm Mike. We are back after a small hiatus. Um, I had some tonsil issues, so I couldn't talk. Mike had a birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah, thank you. Um, but we're back. Uh, not too much has happened as far as you know our go-to sport, the NBA, but um there's some things that have happened. <clears throat> World Cup and I also happening. think in the NBA, we're we're getting a much better idea of who some of these teams are. Yeah. Uh, so that's yeah. always interesting. And a nice view of health, where health stands for a lot yeah. of these players. But um, I have some rapid fire questions for you. Okay. Uh, let's start with football. Deshaun Watson is back. How do you look to you? I mean, it, horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely he hasn't horrible. played. He hasn't played in years. Yeah, you know he and, looked like it. That's I'm not mad at him for that. And with his suspension, I'm pretty sure he wasn't allowed to get full practice, right? Yeah, he got cleared to like join or enter the facility like maybe a week ago. Right. Yeah. Which is I'm, just yeah. weirdest. Why did it? Why was it like this? Why was he allowed to be in the preseason? Yeah, but then like he had that big interval of he couldn't do anything with the Browns, and then he had an extra week of like practice. Like, what the? It's yeah. so weird to me. The preseason, I think they let him do the preseason stuff, so it didn't go towards his um, suspension. Because mm. if they, if I'm thinking, you know, I'm not a legal expert, but I'm thinking, okay, if we suspend him for the preseason games that counts as any games. Like if we suspend them for anything, that is true. They normally don't like in the official wording, they don't really differentiate. So, right. So, okay. Get your preseason games off. We need to suspend you from the real game. So that's that. Um, But yeah, he, he looked rusty. He looked like someone who hasn't played. And I'm, I'm not even sure if the team was allowed to give him conditioning. He might've had to do his own conditioning too which sucks. And then who is he throwing to? He's not throwing to the team guys. Yeah, so. man, th- that to me, like you really could tell when, when a guy that when a quarterback doesn't practice with receivers. Yeah. I'm not sure if I would have even thrown him out, but I, I get that they, they say, well, we, you know, better do it now than wait two games and, um, you know, have him sit another game. He doesn't have to sit and then him be rusty when we're looking at, maybe making the playoffs, which they're really not, but you know, yeah, that situation. But, but he like, and they kind of showed first game, how interesting he makes them. Mm-hmm, they did because they won the game and he was awful. Yeah. I mean, this team, I'm surprised their record is, a, I mean, I guess I'm not surprised, but I'm disappointed because I thought like with Baltimore being in a very inconsistent team, with Pittsburgh mm-hmm. being a borderline bad team. Yeah. Like Cincinnati, you beat. Yeah. You, you destroyed them on that Monday, like three, four weeks ago. Yeah. But shit, you're coming into this game under 500. Mm-hmm. Like you could have came in. If you were two to three games above 500, you're in the driver's seat. Like it doesn't even matter that Deshaun's not playing well. Your futures, it looks bright. Yeah, and you know, um, uh, Jacoby, known for being pretty inconsistent, anyway. Right. Um, so 
I wasn't too surprised about the big wins, bad losses, mm-hmm. but it would have helped if they if they had more, you know, if they had more going for them right now. But I'm I'm not sure what else they could have did. They had to get rid of Baker. If they kept Baker, oh well, yeah, who that's knows? It could have been different. Yeah, they had <laughs> I'm excited about them, man. I hope they have a busy uh, off season. Me too. Because they're a team, like, if they add, like, two difference makers on top of what they already have. Yeah. I mean, it's it's easy. Like, the playoff path is there. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. I completely agree. All right. Uh, next. Lamar hurt his knee. Are you worried? Not for Lamar, no. Okay. Too athletic. And if, if it wasn't, if it wasn't a uh, season-ending injury, they just said it was a, it was a um, what sprained patella, sprained MCL. I think so. Yeah, I think he's out about like a that. month. Yeah, um, and he's probably a month for everyone else is probably two and a half weeks for him. Yeah. Honestly, man, I, I draw a lot of parallels to the uh, to the Dak situation with Dallas. Yeah. Where like we're at the point now where the Ravens are kind of like trying to make it seem like, you know, our quarterback isn't as good as you guys think he is, which is kind of what Dallas was doing. Mm-hmm. Like the franchise yeah. tag, you know, we don't want to pay him long term or gigantic money because he's not that good. Meanwhile, he's losing signature games. He's losing signature games. Yeah. But then but then you, you when crisis hits and he fucking hurts his ankle mm-hmm. you realize you're you're still not better off without him right so you have to pay him which is kind of what the only scenario that i could picture happening here yeah i i if they lose him that'll be one of the biggest nfl stories of the decade i mean and and they're they're as an organization they become irrelevant instantly. Yeah, they do. There's no that's, reason that's what kills me. The Ravens have never been irrelevant in my lifetime watching football. But that's a bad thing because that tells you how little they've done to build the team around him. Hundred percent. Because to me, I wouldn't say the Dolphins were relevant last year. I mean, they were like on the come up. Like you kind of wanted to see yeah. what they had, but they weren't relevant. As soon as Tyreek Hill gets there, they're relevant. Uh-huh. Like immediately. So it's not just quarterbacks that can make teams relevant. It could be a wide receiver. If he left, if the wide receiver was still elite, they would be relevant. But they have, nothing. They have nothing. Yeah, man. It, and it's that like their plays fucking suck. Plays suck. I don't know who's their running back. I still like they run enough for me to know, but I watch and I still won't even know who their go to running back is. I mean, like they don't really they do don't block well, impact. which is bizarre for a team that's supposed to run, be run, run, run. It's it's turned a lot more into not not like strategy run. Lamar, save us with the he- heroics run. It is heroics run. Absolutely. I think either way, man, I think they fire their offensive coordinator, especially if they miss the playoffs. I agree. I mean, their offense mm-hmm. just looks lame. It does. I'll give you a team. I'll give you a comparison. The 49ers, a team Uh I know every week 
they don't really trust their quarterback, so they're going to run the ball. Yeah. And you watch them play to play, and you have no idea if they're going to reverse, if they're going up the middle, if it's a draw, if it's a fucking screen. Yeah. I mean, with the Ravens, like, all right, up the middle. All right, Lamar's going to keep it. All right, it's a, you know, play action, but he's still going to take off. Yeah. It's just predictable. It is predictable. It's it's really bad if you have probably the most unpredictable or second most unpredictable quarterback in the league and your offense is the most predictable in the Sucks. league. Sucks. Yeah, that's such yeah. a horrible combination. Yeah, I would just say between him, him and Josh Allen, probably the two most unpredictable. Holmes is unpredictable in a different for a different reason. But those two being unpredictable, you can't have your offense that predictable. <clears throat> I just I can't imagine they sit if they sit idly by it looks even worse if they let him go. Yeah. Like there has to be you got to pick a direction. You can't just sit there and be like, "All right, well, we're going to suck without you, so here's the fucking bag." Yeah. Which is to me yeah. kind of what Dallas did with Dak. Yeah. Yep. And it doesn't look too good. I mean, Dallas way to good, Dallas. But- Good segue to Dallas. Yeah. Odell at the Mavericks game with the whole Dallas roster. <laughs> with like four other Cowboys. Uh, and they look pretty, look like they're pretty close. Floor seats. Met with the yeah. Mavericks. I mean, met with the Cowboys in the, um, I know someone was worried about his progression. Yeah. Apparently he's not cleared to play yet. Right. Yeah. Which is which is well, weird because to me I like I I was assuming he's coming into play right away. Yeah, it does seem like it, and you know he he looked like he was walking good, which obviously he's not the same as cutting or anything, but yeah, that tells me that he's not looking for a multi-year deal, which concerns me if I'm a team. Like, yo, if we're coming, if we're going to pay you just for this year and you're still not ready, what are we talking? What are we meeting for? Now, if it was, he was looking for a three-year deal, I wouldn't care if he wasn't cleared to play immediately. Yeah. If he passed the physical everywhere else, we know was the one thing that's wrong. Because, I mean, I know this at least in basketball. As long as you know the injury, if they pass the rest of the physical, you could still trade trade them or, or sign them, whatever. So... If I know the one injury you have and you're looking for three years, okay, let's manage this year we can, and then next two years, let's run it back. But that tells me Odell might be only looking for this the rest of this year in a deal, which is whack. I don't know, man. He's 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 just been so unpredictable this year. Uh I'm at the point like I, I don't want him to sneak on a roster like the, the last week of the season, if that's even possible. And go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's just weird to me. Like, I don't know. I just, I just want him on to figure out where he's gonna fucking play. Yeah, it's weird that it's taking so long. It's not like he's, he's like, he's not stressing your salary cap to put him on the team. No, it's not. How do you feel about um, Dak and Odell, though? Do you think that's a good mix, a good match? Yeah. Yeah. Because. I mean, prime Odell, I would say no, but this, like okay. the, if, 
let's say best case scenario, we get the last year's playoff Odell. Yeah. Like really good route runner, really physical, catches the yeah. like the big plays really well. Yeah. I mean, that's that's easy for Dag. It is. It is. Yeah. People I think people forget because he was on New York how good Odell was. Um if he was in a different market where it wasn't like you know the biggest market in the world, if he was in a smaller market, Odell would probably get more praise for how he was. I think for some reason I think it kind of works in the opposite direction for him. Like most people go to a big market and they get more love. I feel like he didn't get as much love because like, oh yeah, he's he's on a good team, he's playing with Eli, everybody's good, he's always open, that kind of thing. But if he was like where Tyreek Hill, like position Tyreek Hill was in Kansas City, whereas like we've never seen anything like this on a Kansas City roster in history, yeah. I think Odell might have gotten um, more love in his uh, career, and maybe we wouldn't be at this in this situation. To me, I blame him. the Giants for that a lot, though, because they at that at this time they spent a lot of it being incompetent. From a front office to, I mean, I mean, they they just now got a good coach after Tom Coughlin, and they've had like five. <laughs> they've had like five. The, uh, Odell's last like two and a half years there were just a disaster. It's awful. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even sure how many years he played there, but I know at least two years of it was trash. I honestly, thinking back, I'm not sure what made Eli play for as many years as he did. Like That's Eli could have three I didn't years know what, when he was three playing. years before he could have been like, "Yo, like I'm not getting my ass whooped all year for six wins." Yeah, he definitely could have. Yeah, Victor Cruz and um... you know what reminded me actually was uh, Luck. Luck talking about why he retired. What did he say? Uh, you know, his family, family was a oh, priority. Okay. Wanted to focus on being a dad. And I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I really didn't get why he retired either, but. And that's, that what made it okay. Was that the Colts were inept and everybody was like, mm-hmm. Oh, well, Andrew, I get it. You're getting your ass yeah. whooped all year. That's the same thought process I had with New York for years. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Very true. All right. Um, how do you feel about Garoppolo being done for the year? Dude, the 49ers, they're so fucking good, first of all. They are good. To me, the um, most dominant defense in the league. What is his name? Brock Purdy? Yeah, the quarterback, right? the last draft pick. Yeah. Mr. I mean, he Rowe, looked good, man. Know? Which which I don't take too much of because I've seen a lot of guys look good for a week. Uh, mm-hmm. But, like, again, with the 49ers, you don't have to be good. They're one of the few teams that I've ever seen. Yeah. And the Broncos did this for a while. They had a good system where it really doesn't matter what quarterback you have. Like, the rest of the system is just so good that yeah. they figure it out. Yeah. And it, but, like, the Niners are... If you if you did like a Madden simulation and played a game with every NFL team and only ran screens, 
other than maybe Miami, you'd get mm-hmm. you'd get like a 250 plus yard game from your quarterback just throwing screens. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Miami you could get more, but that's it. Yeah. Yeah. They're tough. Um and they have the personnel that makes it a little bit different from the teams that I've seen like that before. Their personnel is just so legit. Yes. And and they'll 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 dominate any of the teams that um that were unsure about their physicality. Yeah. So like the Cowboys yeah. seem tough, but we don't really believe it yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen in the pa- the Packers didn't look tough and got exposed multiple times. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay is another team that's like, I mean, they're in a different boat because they're not really playing well, but yeah. they're they're like tough. But you really only believed in it during their Super Bowl run. Mm-hmm. So uh, 49ers exposed those teams to me. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um. What else do I have? Oh, Baker to the Rams. Does it mean anything to you? No. Good run, Baker. <laughs> uh, Tom, Tom, come back, Tom Brady. How do you feel about it? The goat. I can't believe. I really can't believe their division is so trash. Do you think? he has played well enough to justify coming back next year. Oh yeah. I agree. Tom's I've, Tom's average. Like he, to me, he's playing average for his standards. Yeah. But it's, it's top 10 <laughs> still in the league to me. Yeah. And the rest of the team hasn't been consistent at all. They've dealt with so many injuries. Oh, yeah. I feel like he so has many. a different receiver core every week. Um, or suspensions. Um, they got guys who are out for the whole season uh, on both sides of the ball. Um, I'll so. tell you what, I'm not sure about the Todd Bowles. Yeah, that too. Like their defense, bro, you ran the defense. Now you're the head coach and the defense is worse. Yeah, immediately. He didn't. Yeah, and it's like in It's not like, it's not like you're playing Miami and, you know, you can't stop Miami or like, Kansas City, you yes. you look inept. You're right. making all these mistakes that you used to control. Yeah, you're right. So, Tampa Bay is right. a fucking mess, and they'll be the scariest mess if they make it to the fucking playoffs. Yeah, I would yep. not want to play them in the 49ers. I would not want to play either of them. Yeah. Um. Lastly, so. This was odd to me. Packers came out and said they really want Rodgers to come back next season. But also, either in the same conversation or like then the next day, they said they really want Jordan Love to get more minutes. So like which one is it? If you if you want Jordan Love to get more minutes, why do you want Rodgers back? If you want Rodgers back, what's the point of giving Jordan Love more minutes? I I can't really understand why they're still pretending like they're fighting for a playoff spot. Yeah, or like they have a chance to win a Super Bowl at all. Like, like bro, I, I'll tell you what. I'll give credit to uh, the Raiders, who were three weeks ago 
were pro- like essentially in the worst situation in the league. They had some big wins. Big close wins. One like yeah. last play heroic wins. The the running yeah. back went crazy a couple weeks ago. Yep. I, I, they're not they're not flexing like, you know, we're coming back. They're just playing. Mhm. The the Packers like per, are pretending like they're a playoff team. Where? Right. The, your playoff running back who you don't give the ball to? Your washed up quarterback who th- still thinks he's top five, who has an attitude like he's top five. Yeah. And they're making, they're acting like their decisions that they make are going to like affect anybody. Like, okay, put Jordan Love out there. That means nothing. The rest of the league isn't worried about that. Rogers coming back. No one, no one cares. Your team, That's what no I'm one's saying. worried about the Packers. That's what I'm yeah. saying. It's not like Rogers coming back for a purpose. There's literally right now, there's no reason to play him. Yeah, I agree. None. And you got to figure agree. out, like, I mean, they probably know better than we do, but can fucking love play or not? Right. Been there and four they, years and like he's barely touching the field. I know. I I can't tell you when thing i've seen him do well and it's not because he doesn't do anything well it's because i haven't seen him enough honestly man like rogers is so toxic i'm really starting to believe he won those mvps just to spite the packers yeah i mean because you think about it think about it they it was really toxic when when they had like a falling out yeah and they drafted Jordan Love, and which was he was pissed about. Mm-hmm. And he proceeds to eat like statistically. Yeah, he's only been eating statistically because he's been horrible in the playoffs. It looks like yep. he doesn't care in the playoffs. Yeah, but the last two seasons he's been really locked in, and now he got paid, and all of a sudden, MVP Aaron, where'd you go? Disappeared. He fucking disappeared to Vegas with Devontae Adams, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm going to say this. Props to... This is what separates not just Patrick Mahomes, but I'm I'm just saying Patrick Mahomes right now because I haven't like really thought about a lot of other people. Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. And... And Tom. You never attach a wide receiver to them so well that it completely dictates how they play. Like I know everyone over the summer, the media people thought, Oh, Patrick Mahomes is going to be, you know, have a really bad year this year without cheetah there, without Tyreek Hill. And he immediately goes and has like the same yards. It may be even more. Uh, And then Tyreek Hill goes and has the same yards he had too, basically just not as many touchdowns. So it, he doesn't. It doesn't affect him. Lamar obviously doesn't affect him because he doesn't even have a receiver. He hasn't had one. But for Riders to lose one receiver, really one, and they and they replaced. You know they got other decent receivers on the team. It's not like they went from one to like nothing. This, and they, they drafted guys. Team. And they drafted guys, young legs that yeah had a bad first game, but since then have looked fine. But Rodgers isn't isn't finding them the same but um for that to completely dictate how good rogers looks just says a lot about you know mr mvp 
Mr. Uh, Badman. Yeah. To me, to me, like he's just been average. Yeah. But like the difference, Brady's always been a game manager. So Brady at his prime had average looking games. He had average looking games, and Brady made all the other receivers good. Like hundred percent. All those guys he had would be. I mean, when Brady left, they disappeared. Hundred percent. Like Gronk probably would have still had a great career, but he yeah, he Gronk's wouldn't have had. He probably would have had a shorter career because he wouldn't have had the focus. No, and he definitely wouldn't have had as many touchdowns. I know Gronk. I can imagine Gronk being on a. Uh, at the time, Oakland Raiders, and then they get moved to Las Vegas. Yeah. Oh, Gronk is has got like six controversies for the year starts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but those some of those other guys, man, who who do you have? Burkhart at that time. Yeah, um, Wes Welker. I remember was there for a long time. Yeah, well, Welker probably Welker was still tough, but some of those guys, man. They, it was only Edelman, bro. Ed, Julian Edelman was never good. I don't care what anybody Edelman, says. Edelman was only good because of Tom. Yeah, hundred percent. You know he's short. He gets wrecked every time he gets hit. It was only because Tom. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. No, but to back to the Rogers though, like mm-hmm. the, the expectation is so much higher. Yeah. And now it's like, like, well, the team isn't helping me. Aaron, you were the team. Yeah. Aaron, who who like you winning MVP validated Matt LaFleur. Yeah. It valid despite the fact Solely. that the 49ers were bullying y'all out of the well, it was Tampa Bay first, and then the 49ers twice bullied y'all out the playoffs. Yeah. And yep. Matt LaFleur was validated anyway. And now yeah. it's everyone's uh, everyone else's fault. I mean, we've seen this shit with Aaron. It's just it's it sucks that the Packers have nowhere to go. It's it's all him when they win. It's everybody else when they lose. Yeah, that's how he is. Um. <laughs> lastly, are you worried about Mahomes not being able to beat the Bengals? Yeah, but You're it's worried. Not- yeah, because oh. the Bengals are okay. good. Like they're they're a contender. Yeah, I gotta be honest. Like the Bengals, they have a, t- a really good pass rush, so they can neutralize an elite quarterback like they've done with Mahomes. Mm-hmm. I mean, Joe Burrow obviously could go toe to toe with any quarterback on the planet. Yeah, I mean, their receivers are top tier. They can mm-hmm. run the ball when you least expect it. Yeah. And their coach is solid. Yeah. Like, th- this, and Joe this, is fearless. Joe Burrow Joe is fearless. Is top three to five leader easily. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Easily. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Oh, he, he probably has the most pocket poise out of any QB in the league. I, I would agree, yeah. Because he's like, never mobile either. He's just like, all right. Yeah. And, cool. I mean, I would... this this past Kansas City game, he actually ran a lot more than I'm used to. Yeah. Surprised. But, bro, it was like they, they pressured him. I thought they pressured him a lot. And it didn't matter did. at all. No. At all, that late throw to – I can't remember who it was. But it was just like, like, bro, how did you throw it that accurately? He was locked in. 
man. He, he's locked he's, in. And they're clicking at the best time. Just like last year. You you, you have to, yeah. in the NFL, you got to ride the momentum into the playoffs. Yeah. And the Bengals are doing just that. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I mean, I, I'm completely with you. I, I'm not worried. I think that the last game kind of had some fluke stuff happen. Um, but record-wise, I am worried. Because record-wise, I mean, the Chiefs are they're a game apart. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, if she's basically have to win every game. Which they can. Or be at risk. Yeah, which, of course, they can. Which Or they're at risk of, um, you know, the Bengals knocking them out again. At least As a matter of fact, who, who did the Chiefs play the rest of the year? Because <laughs> I know there's know some that. division games in there, and that, that's going to be easy wins. Let's see. Chiefs, Chiefs. Chiefs, they play. They shouldn't lose any games. <laughs> they play the fucking Broncos twice. Are you kidding me? Broncos, Texans, Seahawks, Broncos, Raiders. They get the Broncos twice? Who made this yeah. schedule for them to walk into the playoffs with no pressure? Well, think that wasn't going to be a walk in until we see we saw how the Broncos are now. No, you're right. You know what? That actually makes me a little more nervous about it, about the Chiefs. Because I don't we'll want them to walk in easily. Like, I need them to be ready. I don't want them to have a bye week. But um, Mahomes is always ready. It's on the that other guys. True. Hopefully the other guys are ready. But Mahomes will be ready. But the Bengals, but so is Joe they, have, they have the Browns. But the Bucks, the Patriots, the Bills, and the Ravens last. The Bills and Ravens. And Lamar NFL, will be back What that. the hell is this? Lamar will be back for that Ravens game. No, they, I get it. They went to the Super Bowl last year, so I understand. Yeah. But, like, they, the Bengals are – they're so fucking good, I really can't picture them losing too many games. But the Bucks, the the Bills and Ravens are very losable games. They're 100%. good enough to win them, but yeah. I would not be shocked at all if they lose all three of them, to be honest. Um, again, to – like I said, Lamar should be back for that one. That's on the eighth, January eighth. That's plenty of time. They um, so, and you got to think the Bills won't be worried about that. But if Lamar comes back and the Ravens need to win that game, there is going to be even tougher because yeah, the Ravens' back will be against the wall too. So it's it's weird to me. Like I I'm not really sure who's gonna get the bye week because I know it's one team now, right? Yeah, yeah. Then only the number one seed, which is kind of cool, but the Bengals are the only team that can benefit off the bye week to me. Oh, the and the Bengals and Ravens are both in the AFC North, so that game right. will be the, the deciding game, probably, depending, again. In AFC Tyler North games, you can never... I mean, Pittsburgh beat... Uh, the Bengals this year, mm-hmm. but and man, I, the bad. AFC is. I'm I'm so happy that the Bengals are clicking at, at such a good time. 
Yeah, they almost have to. I mean, looking at their schedule, they they need to be good right now. Yeah, basically, I'm I'm more yeah. worried about them if I'm the Chiefs than the the Bills. I mean, the Bills just lost uh, Von Miller. Yeah, for the year or so, and they were already kind of playing suspect as far as looking like a premier team. He's out for the season. Von Miller, yeah, torn ACL. Yeah. Oh yeah, so yeah, man, it sucked. Announced it today, but uh, they're gonna I just, have to go back to offense only, basically. It's it's funny how how fast the NFL moves. Like four weeks ago, four weeks ago, if you went uh, like rank these three, and you went Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow would be the clear third. Yeah. And then you watch and you keep watching Joe in these like key games and these massive games and he's the calmest coolest guy on the field. Yeah. Like it, he never he never does things that impress me more than like Josh Allen does or Mahomes does. Mm-hmm. But he really he really does deserve the the Brady comparisons, man. I agree. I agree. I I think that probably is his he's best probably comparison. the first one that I'm not like. I'm eh, Brady's such a go. I don't even want to consider it. With Joe, with Joe, I do see uh, some of the same characteristics. Yeah, and he's just in the younger. He's just younger in this new era of the game, so he gets a little more. Um, yeah. Like that run he did, Tom would never have done that run, but that's just how football is now. So I mean. It's crazy that Cincinnati is set up to compete in the AFC for years. Oh, yeah. yeah. Years. They're young. Like, everyone is young on the team. Everyone is like. young, man. It's crazy. Yeah. They do have the Browns next. And, you know, Watson, I don't, we'll see what Watson looks like that game. But that could easily be, that could easily be an easy dub for them. But it also yeah. could be um, a breakout for Watson. So we'll see. That's all I have for football. You, do you have any other topics for football? I didn't really need to get into any particular games. Uh, I was man, just trying it, to catch us up. Yeah. I mean, I don't really have a question, but it's wild how much uh, Arizona is falling apart. They're almost unwatchable now. They're horrible. Yeah. Like, the Broncos are horrible offensively, but there's some, like... There's some entertainment to to how Russ behaved all offseason and now to him struggling. Mm-hmm. But Arizona is just like, it's just gross. Yeah, it it is. Um, it is, and it, it doesn't look like they have any saving grace. No. It just looks like they're, they suck, and they're just going to keep sucking. It feels like Larry Fitzgerald yeah. retired and he took the um high character whole, values with him. Yeah, I was going to say the whole culture, his whole culture just left the team with him. Cuz you you put a a guy who splits his time between football and war zone. You yeah. Know, <laughs> I, I don't know how how good of a leader he could really be. It's bad when you look him up like a lot of the Pictures and memes of him show him in front of the computer or in front of the uh, 
the Xbox or the you know PS5, whatever. Bro, he he's gotta he's gotta get the like uh the double XP weekend game stats. <laughs> he's gotta pick those up because if if we're coming back in three years and he's yeah. like significantly struggling in in those, oh my god, dude, he's gonna get clown the rest of his life. Yeah, he is. He is. He's. I mean, he's got a good chance of getting clown the rest of his life either way. Unfortunately. Their their coach is on borrowed time. Oh yeah, yeah. Because their their roster is not bad enough to be playing how they're playing at all. Their roster is great. Yeah, great. There's a few injuries here and there, but it'll probably be the premier coaching job in the off season. I would see who else. Yeah, I don't think anyone else is really even on the hot seat. Yeah, I mean there there'll probably be someone surprising, some random shit like maybe a. What's his name? Uh, the the Rams coach retires. Yeah, yeah. Like some crazy. But besides that, I mean, the only jobs I could really, the Colts, not really. Like I don't really care. The Broncos. Jeff Saturday's keeping that job. I think. I doubt it, but okay. I think he's keeping it. We'll we'll come back to this. <laughs> <laughs> the same Jeff Saturday who just led the Cowboys. Get like thirty five and a quarter. You tell me, did it matter who was coaching them in that game? Oh no, <laughs> they're hopeless. They're hopeless, regardless. Yeah, Matt so Ryan, <laughs> I've never seen a guy like go from half decent to completely washed up live and like in front of my eyes. Mm-hmm. It it really hurt to watch. Yeah, that, yeah. I don't think that the stuff that happens to them is going to affect him, really. I think the offseason, they're just going to, like I said, I think they're they're doing this to avoid a lot of the interviews that they're supposed to do. So I think they're just going to keep him. And let him run it back. Let him get an offseason to mold the team in his image. And then, let, you know, let's do I it. Do, you know? I will say... We talk about culture a lot with coaching, and he he does fit that. Yeah. Like, obviously, he doesn't have the experience, and everybody's hating him for that. But you could surround him with people with experience. Yeah. Like, that's not a hard thing to do. If he sets the right culture, like, there there's mm-hmm. guys who I'm not sure are good coaches who just set a good culture and have, like, just kind of propelled the team forward that way. Yeah, and and the we talked about it last podcast. The team is full of experience. Yeah, like the 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 bench. I mean the the rest of the staff is full of experience. Twenty five, yeah. thirty five, you know, double digit years all around. So, um, I don't think that the organization was stale all the way through. I do think that they just needed new leadership. So I I think um, I'm with you. I, I think he can build a culture. And take the team to another level, but you know Matt Ryan isn't it? No, Phillip I was Rivers wrong on that it. one. He was washed up, just full blown. I've never seen a team go through three quarterbacks this bad in a row before. You know, Rivers, yeah, um, Wentz, and Ryan, and it's they are all doing the same like dumb shit. Yeah, the Panthers. Is... I guess the Panthers did too. This recently go through three really bad weird trend though because like 
when Rivers was doing it, I was like, wow, I've never seen somebody throw fourth quarter passes with their helmet backwards. And then I saw Carson Wentz do it. And I'm like, yo, I've never seen guys throw it away to the other team when they're deciding the game. Yeah. And now Matt Ryan has lost his mind. And I'm like, yo, these guys were not this trash when they got here or when they, you know, with Rivers, he wasn't that trash up until that point. Funny thing is the Colts, I don't know where they recruit like their quarterbacks because every quarterback they get since basically since Peyton left to me has been like overrated in how they look at them or how the league looks at them. Like I'm, it's I can't weird. think of one quarterback that was like, oh yeah, he's as good as everyone says he is that the Colts get. Everyone is like, even Luck was good. What some of the talk around Luck was like, he's like an all-time go. I was like, I, I don't see all that. Yeah, he's okay. Yeah, he's it's pretty <laughs> he's good, tough, but like you know, yeah. And then he goes, and they think you know Rivers is a Hall of Famer, so they just grab a Hall of Famer, and then. Wentz was overrated, been overrated. They go for that. And then now, I won't say Ryan was necessarily overrated, but I think people underrated the rest of the Atlanta team. They made it seem like he was just out there by himself and he really had a decent squad. You know, and and a lot of people forget his MVP year, he had Kyle Shanahan. Yes. Who, since becoming a head coach, looks like one of the best coaches in the league and Julio, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm Julio healthy, not <laughs> missing games every other fucking week. Julio. Julio was ridiculous at that time. Absolutely ridiculous. Hell yeah. So, yeah. Oh dude, I, I had to mention last, last one. Uh, uh-huh. I, I found it hilarious that the Titans GM got fired mm-hmm. after AJ Brown destroyed them. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of a coincidence yeah a hundred percent because they, they have no him. passing game no deep threat without him yeah and like it they really did it with him to be honest yeah because yeah, now it's like i always glaring. have to be reminded i always have to be reminded he was even there a hundred percent dude there'd be so many games where i'm like oh yeah aj brown like he's good yeah Look, uh, it's not it's not embarrassing to get blown out uh, by Philly. Like that's that's a given. They've done it to almost everyone they played. Yeah. Bro, you had to have cut. Co- like you had to have been coming in preparing for this game. Like, yo, there's no shot. Like, okay, maybe Hertz runs over us. Maybe they they run us to death. Maybe Devonte gets off. Not the guy we've had in practice. Not not the guy years. we traded and the entire city of Tennessee hated that we traded him. The player we developed to even be that good. Yeah, the guy the guy we were trying to convince y'all is not that good. We're not letting him get two touchdowns of like 140 yards. Is that the game? Did the Eagles even punt that game? I know I was watching. One I game didn't that... see. I only saw the highlights. I, it didn't look like it. I watched the highlights of one game where they said the team didn't even punt the whole night. I, I think it was that game, which well, is crazy. Uh, but Allen did it against the Patriots. Remember in the playoffs? <laughs> it was like yeah. 47 to 15. Yep, yep, yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, I, 
I thought that was a pretty crazy coincidence too. I kind of felt, I almost felt a little bit bad, but I get yeah, it. Because I mean, think, I mean, the, the Titans aren't like trash. They've been good. They've exceeded yeah. expectations almost every year of, of, yeah. of the GMs. If you asked me to list all the GMs in the order, which I'd fire them, he'd be in the bottom 10. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I think they've made good moves. They've made moves to get younger or better every year. I stay, I honestly, I stay forgetting they were the number one seed last year. Yeah. And like a, a worthy number one seed. It wasn't really a fluke. Yeah. And Henry was obviously the best, you know, oh, yeah. one of the best offensive players in the league last year, last three years. Yeah. Uh, and they kind of overestimate Tannehill too. I think they kind of act like everyone else. Like when they don't have good games, they forget that a lot of it is because they have Tannehill. They act like it's it's the rest of the team that needs to get better. I'm like, or you could just replace Tannehill and you guys might get better immediately. But yeah, no, it is what it is. They like Tannehill. He's really cheap too. So. Um, Tannehill does that thing it. too, like where it, it's almost like it's the Fitzpatrick thing. Plays just good enough to not. Yeah, like he'll have a game where he's like a sniper and he's just yeah. throwing like sideline darts. And I'm like, who am I watching? Yeah. It's yeah, Kirk Cousins does. does the exact same thing. The like, it's almost the same. Mm hmm. Danny Dimes kind of does it too sometimes. A little bit, yeah. But like at this point, we've seen enough of Tannehill to know that he's just he's not it. And the, I mean, and the league quarterbacks are getting younger and younger, and More like athletic. this is right. This time, I think is a evolutionary time for quarterbacks in the NFL, where it's like every quarterback is around the same age. I don't, I don't think at least in our lifetimes, we've lived through a time like that where everybody was in their like mid twenties. Yeah. All the best quarterbacks in the league are all mid twenties. It was always like, Oh, there's one guy, you know, one guy that's on his way out and he's still probably the best. They don't have anyone like that right now. Not in the last yeah. two or three years. So yeah, Tannehill, if they do, if they ever make that decision, I think they see a change right away. Rightly. Shout out to Philly, but, by the way. The Super Bowl run is right there. Just just go ahead and, and go for it. Yeah, Philly looks tough, man. It's so Hurt, tough. Hurts Hurts locking up that MVP. Yeah, he is. He I love is. it. I love Mahomes it. Mahomes might have blown his in his last game. It really wasn't his fault. Yeah. I've never seen Kelsey get stripped, I think, maybe once, like, since I've been watching the Chiefs, like, yeah. every game. I think I've seen Kelsey get stripped once. And for that to happen, you know, that, that was a freak freak accident kind of thing in the game. And it killed their momentum. It did, because if that didn't happen, it was a wrap. Mm -hmm. It was pretty much a wrap. Yeah, they so, sealed it up, essentially. Yeah, so that sucked. Uh, but, yeah, Hurts, he got it. Hurts is winning MVP. is going to be so sweet, man. Oh, so yes. Sweet. So sweet. Seeing someone get get messed with that first year like he did and, and that went situation was just so disgusting. Oh yeah. I mean oh, it, it gotta God. feel great to be I, I still right am grossed. I mean we talked about it not that long ago. I, I it's, it's hard not gross. to talk about every time I think about it. I just wanna I mean, Doug, I Doug Peterson express my anger again. Yeah, bro. it makes me see he's coaching in the league right now. 
and he, he disrespected the game at like the most pure level that you can. And they ain't got a coach who really hasn't coached before to come out here and is easy. All he needed was the other quarterback. Bro, and everybody thought Sirianni was garbage when he first got there. I like Sirianni a lot. I do too. He was weird looking. He has like a weird energy to him. Yeah, he's really cool. He seems really cool. Like, yeah, seems like he hangs out with the guys. Yeah, and you know, cool for- Mike Daniel has this with the Dolphins too. Like, you just feel how easy it is for him to like communicate and connect with the players. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. a lot of times, that's all it takes. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Absolutely yeah. right. Okay, um, let's transition to the league real quick. The association. Um, Where do you want to start? I don't know, man. Well, well we have to start with positive. Anthony Davis. Oh, Anthony we have to Davis. Start with Anthony Davis. Okay. Yeah. He's, I mean, only since the last pod, he's been averaging like 50 points a game, basically. <laughs> he's been having like a crazy, uh, like one of the craziest stretches in NBA history as a big man. Lakers' record still is whack, but they are seven and three in their last ten. He he put up fifty five against probably the worst pick and roll defense in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that sucked to watch. But for the listeners who don't already know, talking about the Wizards. Mike, Mike lives in D.C., so when we talk about the Wizards, this is why <laughs> why he likes to try to avert the conversations. But, yes, 55 and 17, what a game. It looked we really fun. To, it, he didn't really break a sweat, to be honest. We don't have to hone in on that game, though. Because... No, no, no. He, because the Milwaukee performance was, like, the really the real MVP dominant performance. He's been handing out beatdowns all freaking month, dude. 50 in the last, I'll just say last, I'll just keep saying until, you know, I stop. 55 and 17 last game. Game before that, 45, 44 and 10, 27 and 12, 25 and 13 and 6, 25, 15, 37 and 21. Phoenix, 21 rebounds. um, 30 and 18, 38 and 16, 37 and 18. 24 and 14, and that before that he was basically average. But he's been a monster. Honestly, man, like what do you think it is? Because all the things they've done well this stretch is things yeah. I've asked for, for the last year and a half. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure what it is. And it kind of annoys me that I don't know because – I know it's not Darvin Ham. I know that that's what they want us to believe. I know. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Because <laughs> they want us to really believe that. But if it was, it would have started when the season started. I know. Um, It could be health. That could be something. Or it yeah. could just be like when LeBron went out, it could have been him saying, look, I need to pick up my slack. And he did. And he just never put the slack back down. <laughs> I mean, dude, I've been every time we talked about Anthony Davis last year, I was begging this guy to fucking rebound. Mm-hmm. Now, now he's on the glass, and all of a sudden, 
his entire game is back. All of a sudden, his touch around the rim is elite. Last year, all he did was miss layups. Yeah, pretty much. Now, now you watch him. He's like one of the strongest bigs in the league. He's leading I mean, the league in rebounds right now. Yeah, last year, I he couldn't back down anyone. Nope. Bro, his jump shot is coming back. Yeah. And like he's literally his entire game. He's attacking mismatches finally, which is what we've asked for a year and a half now. Yes. He attacks every mismatch. His the percentage of jump shots he's taking has went down. I I saw this on I forgot who said this, but yeah, his percentage he his highest percentage of jump shots was beginning of this year, last year, is down. He's getting putbacks, he's getting offensive rebounds. He's become a completely he's, different player. Bro, he's switch. working hard. He is. That's all it is. It, like, skill-wise, he's not really... Nobody thought he was washed up. The Lakers... <laughs> Westbrook and AD, you know how in Space Jam... <laughs> all Davy needed was water. <laughs> He wasn't playing that. The water didn't actually make him any different. <laughs> Jordan just said, yo, just drink this. And all of a sudden, he went out there like a monster. That's all the Lakers have needed was water. Just like... <laughs> there's nothing wrong. Dude, how how do they go from Russ and AD look like they should never touch a basketball court together to all of a sudden... They're like the best pick and roll duo in the league. <laughs> yeah. How does the the adjustment so night and day? <laughs> this the special the um Jordan special drink. That's all it was, man. Because like AD did nothing, and all, all of a sudden he comes out aggressive. Whoa! I didn't know I could do this. Like, he, yeah. It's all we've been asking for all this time. I, I am happy that the Lakers are like getting respectable. And we talked about it early in the year that at least there was a blueprint for them to be decent. Yeah. Last year, it was just, like, hopeless in every way. Right. But now, like, there's some upside to how the season is going, even though you're not at 500 yet. Mm -hmm. Like, you now have an actual future, at least this season, that you can be excited about. Yeah. Yeah, and... um. Westbrook went two games without a turnover for the first time in his how many years has he been in the league? 13? 13 years. 13 year career. Congratulations, Russell. Two games without turnovers in 13 years. Dude. Like <laughs> Part of it, it makes you want to cry. It makes you want to cry like Russ. It took almost a decade and a half. For you to play, look like a real point guard? Oh, my. But he's driving. Oh, it... Russ, Russ is actually, like, again, another, like, the fact that it took 13 years for me to see this. Russell is controlling games. And it, it's, it's not putting up 30, 10, and 10. It's misleading because up until this year, Westbrook has led the league in minutes, like, every year. So I, all his fucking stats are misleading. His shooting percentages are misleading. 
Yeah, it's true. Yeah, like his, I was gonna his, say, his good free throw minute. percentage years ago was misleading. <laughs> I know it's garbage now. You know what else has really helped them? Not playing Pat Bev that much has helped a lot. Hey, shout you know, out to Darwin Ham for that move. one. That that's a good coaching move right there. Um, cutting Matt Ryan. Uh, I, we we cut guys who can't check people. That that's what a fucking playoff team does. I haven't seen Toscano Anderson have a lot of minutes. He's been he's really basically had DNPs. So that's been yeah, great. He, he was playing like try. He couldn't make open shots. Fuck him. They got um Schroeder back. Uh, back. They found a role for Kendrick Nunn, which is just jack shots and just let Anthony Davis get the rebound. Just add to Anthony Davis's rebound numbers. Uh, and I was missing one. Who else came back? Brian. Oh, Thomas Bryant. Thomas Bryant came back, yes. And he's he been looks really fantastic. good off the bench. He he's never really looked good as a starter, but he's often looked good off the bench. Has great energy. I've yeah. always liked his energy, even at Indiana. I mean, when he was in uh college, he that was just his thing. Energy, energy, energy. Yep. So yeah, man. And did you know LeBron ha- is taking more shots than he's ever taken in his career? Like since I'm not not his whole career, I'm sorry. Since his first time in Cleveland, the first stint in Cleveland. Yeah, man, LeBron. I, I'm not really. I don't really want to deep dive what he's been doing, but it's been kind of random. Yes. He hasn't really like he hasn't been consistent with anything. No. And the layup epidemic is is hit him hard. <laughs> oh my god. The the He's chippies, the, the fucking bunnies, dude. Oh, like, dude, you got to get in the lab, and we gotta we gotta really take it back to the basics of make layups and warm ups, bruh. I will say this though, when your when your bounce isn't there like it used to be, like the depth, like the layup is is weird, man. I'm, I no, assume right. for LeBron, because I know he's not jumping as high as he used to. I mean, I think this is the first year where it's actually noticeable. Well, since he's been on Lakers, it's been noticeable. But this year is really noticeable. But, I mean, he's getting his – people are going for his dunks now, trying to block his dunks, yeah. trying to block his layups. People aren't even worried about him blocking their shot anymore. Um, That's because he's he's slipped as a defender. Like, he's he's yeah. probably been one a lot of times their weaker link on the court. Trying to fucking con- like, bro. AD is dominating on both ends. Why are you conserving energy? Yeah, don't need it. Don't need it. Especially AD can do it for so long. He's playing a lot it of is, minutes too. Yeah, and AD, we know that's not gonna last. Uh, but with LeBron, bro, like your shooting percentage from the perimeter is horrible. You yeah. gotta clean up the kinds of shots you take. Yeah. Like we don't really need the baseline turnaround all the I know it's a go to. But mm-hmm. do we really need it every mid post ISO? Of course not. No. And and I just I, I would like to see LeBron kind of like push this team forward a little bit more. I agree. I completely agree. I completely agree. We'll see what happens with them. Um Moving on, who who did you want to talk about? You had someone you said you were going to say. 
Uh, no, I just wanted to talk about somebody positive, uh, somebody mm-hmm. you oh, liked. Okay. Um. You give me a team, I'll really, give you a team. I don't really have many other positives. I'll say um, the Pelicans are starting to get more healthy. I am liking what I'm seeing with them. I mean, it seems like every – the Pelicans this year have had more breakout games for players than I've ever seen on a team in the NBA. Like every game is somebody new that's like, whoa, he just – I didn't know he was that good. Alvarado gets like – what did he have? Forty two the other night. Something, Something ridiculous. Insane. Um, Trey Murphy had a game where he hit like a crazy amount of threes. Herb Jones, like Herb Jones, gets uh, like game winning stops for them. He had a game where he had like a crazy amount of steals or de- like a record deflections night or something like that, and then block someone for the game winner. I don't, I don't remember which game it was, but I didn't really prepare for that, but. He's had moments where it's like, is he the best defender in the league? Um, and they just they just look good. They're hitting a lot of cylinders uh, with that with their offense. Um, but I will say, I another team I have liked since you asked is I really like what the Kings are doing. I'll talk about the Pacers though. I love uh, how the Pacers look, man. I do. I like them, but they keep getting hurt. Everybody gets hurt, and we still know Buddy and Turner still Most have been on the moving. trading block. They've been on the trading block for like longer than anyone in like NBA history, especially Turner. Um, yeah. But I don't know, man. I don't know if I would trade them if I'm them if I'm Indiana. I really like how this team looks, and they. They work really hard when they're there. When Buddy and Turner are both there, this team looks like a complete team. Not saying they're a contender. They're not. But they look like a team that is – they definitely look like a playoff team. They look like the team they did a couple years ago where when they did make the playoffs and um, when TJ Warren was like – had that really, really, really good year. Mm -hmm. What, What year was that? Was that the year before the bubble, I think? Something like that? I think so. But um I, I think they can move Buddy to be honest. Turner Turner Buddy. they need uh for kind of like the, the versatility they've shown. Or at least a replacement. But Buddy, but you know what I really like is coming into the season, we were only excited about if Buddy and, and Miles Turner get moved, where are they going? Mm-hmm. To me, yeah, they don't have to move them, but I'm excited for what they could get back. I I like that. I like that thought process. I agree. Because now I'm looking at this team, like who could really take this team over the edge to be an actual contender at this point? And there's a lot of yeah. stars out there who are kind of in places where they don't know what's going on. They don't really know what they're doing. That, you know, if the team is desperate enough and – Buddy Turner and one of these young guys that are playing fantastic, a Nimbard. Uh, they're not going to trade Matherin, but Duarte. Um, Duarte Reset. getting healthy is really nice. Yeah, but some, but any of those guys with Buddy and Turner is a really good trade for a team. Mm-hmm. You know what? 
not saying Portland would move Dame, but I'm saying if if Indiana could swing getting someone that of that level an all star for those three guys, I think it's a decent trade. I'd I would look at it. I wouldn't hang up the phone. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. It. I am really curious to see what they could get for those guys. And uh, it's interesting. Indiana the was the team that uh, tried to sign Aiton, weren't they? Yes. Very, very curious how they would have looked if they actually got him. I think they would have looked really good. Been He's a better screen setter. More, um, He's much more disciplined than Turner at like big hungry, man shit. More hungry rebounder than Turner. Yeah. Much better touch around the rim. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would, it would have been interesting. Um, Buddy, they could move. I just don't know. Unless Buddy is a part of a bigger trade, I just don't know what a return for Buddy is. Like, I'm looking throughout the league, and I like Buddy a lot. I think he's really good. He's obviously one of the best three-point shooters in the league. But I'm looking around the league, like, who would I give up only for Buddy? And I, I can't think of a lot of names that are, like, on equal level to for Buddy. Cause he's kind of he's kind of a weird spot because he's one of those guys who can lead this Indiana team in scoring, but he'd be like the fourth, third or fourth best scorer on a contender. Yeah. So who's the third or fourth best scorer on a contender that you would trade? That's the you know. That's the thing um you gotta think about with him. But yeah, I like Indiana, man. Shout out to Nimbard. I since the draft, I told you on draft night, I was really excited to see what he did. Um, he's leveling up for them. He slow start, but huge game against the Warriors, game winner against the Lakers. He's gonna have um some consistent minutes for them. We know how Carlisle yeah. works. Once someone oh, yeah. once Carlisle finds a young guy he likes, you know, he runs with him for a long time. You saw it with Crowder, um uh, guys like that, Finney Smith. He so. gave guys runs that, like, I personally would have given up on. Like, he he let yeah. he extended OJ Mayo's career probably a little bit longer than he should have. Mm-hmm. Darren Williams' career was a lot oh, longer. Yeah. Um, they gave Devin Dante Harris Ellis. a chance. Devin Harris, he had for a long time. JJ Barea played until he wanted to stop. Yeah. Um, Monte Ellis would fight with him and still be playing. Yeah. Uh, Rondo fought with him in the game and kept playing. Rondo dead ass quit on him. That was that was weird. Yeah. Uh yeah. So um I'd like to see him with this team. I mean, they're not stacked in the uh you know direct definition of stacked, but they're a team where I look at their roster, everyone they put in the game does something positive for them. I never see a bunch of guys in there or someone that comes in. I'm like, man, they really had to put him in. I never think that everyone they come in, everyone that comes in for them comes in and does something immediately. And you see what they do well every night. Yeah. So, so who do you got? What what team do you like? You stole mine. I was going to talk about Indiana. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tell me more. I really, I don't know. Why I didn't think you were gonna say Indiana? I was really sure. No, man, their chemistry is really good. It is. That's the biggest thing. Uh, Pelicans were another team you mentioned. Same thing. Like 
And with the Pelicans, it's a lot more surprising because you would think it would be harder to put all that together. Yeah. But I mean, they've, they've, their, their role guys are starring in their roles. Ingram looks like a top 10 player. McCollum looks like a floor general, which I begged him to be in Portland and he never was. Yep. All of a sudden he gets here and he looks like he's been a floor general for years. Yep. And, and Zion, I mean, we knew Zion was a freak. It doesn't surprise me that nobody can stop him at the rim. Yeah. Yep. He's, he's his quickness is always just like just weird because he's so massive. And he's a surprisingly good passer. Yeah. I mean his his court vision has impressed me since he's been in the league cuz I really didn't think he was going to have good court vision. Well, he it's interesting he handles the ball more than you would expect. Mhm. But it's not like it's never like yo make like dribble to do more stuff. Like it's it's very natural, very seamless of him just being aggressive. Yeah. So it never really like it never causes any kind of issues with ball movement. He's still mostly a traditional big man with how he swings it side to side, how he looks to screen and roll with guys. Yep. He's just creative with it. Yeah, he is. Yep. And, and I mean, Willie Green is like, like, I I can't think of the comparison, but he's like a director shooting a masterpiece. You know, that's a good comparison right there. He's yeah, yeah, he's like a like a singer like putting together his greatest album. Yeah, he is. He's this team's chemistry is so flawless, and every time we see one of those breakout games, it feels like he's like a song just leaked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the uh, Jose Alvarado 40-point game is definitely like a single leaking out. Yeah, right? like a chef making a flawless dish, and yeah. in, in the midst of it, he keeps coming up with shit to make it even better. Yeah. Like, yeah. he just throw it like, oh, let's throw like fucking whatever in it. Oh, even better. Yeah. And but it, honestly, it, it man, is... with with this trio, I I really didn't expect. I really thought somebody wouldn't get enough shots between um, Ingram, Zion, and CJ. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. I thought either CJ or Ingram would take a severe step back, but they mm-hmm. move the ball so well. They play at such a good pace that, like, okay, yeah. sometimes mathematically, sure, CJ shoots less, but it's within mm-hmm. the offense. Everything they do is within an offense. And 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 that's a good point because I never imagined the rest of the team would get enough shots to to do to like contribute. Yeah. Like the Herb Joneses, the Trey mm-hmm. Murphys. I never imagined that with Ingram, who I always looked at as kind of a ball dominant, not ball hog, but someone who needs the ball a lot to score. Yeah. I never imagined with him those guys would get so many looks and get to actually make plays. Not just get kept, they're not even just catch and shoot players. Like Trey Murphy can get ISOs out the corner. Mm-hmm. He looks amazing coming out that corner, by the way. They're letting um, Graham make more decisions too. Finally. Yeah. Right. And then their bench, man. I mean, we talked about it. Jackson Hayes really doesn't even play much for them, but their bench is just fantastic. Everyone who comes in does something well immediately. And Larry Nance is just a legendary. He's like a legendary bench guy at this point for me. 
everywhere he goes, every bench he's on, he comes in and he looks like he is like he looks like the team needs him, even though they yeah. don't. He always makes it look like, yeah, I, I'm here. He looks for vital to every lineup he's a part of. He absolutely does. I mean, since the Lakers, since the Cavs, all those teams, he's 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 worked really well with them. So, yeah. I like I like them a lot. They're tough. Yeah, they're tough. If they could just stay healthy for like a good stretch, just please, can everyone be healthy at the same time for like ten games? I just want to see it for ten full games. Yeah. So oh, I hope for it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, I'll um, give you two teams I do like that. A lot of. Um, because their record isn't great, a lot of people are kind of either hate. Well, one team they're hating on, one team people are kind of ignoring. Okay, uh, I'll give you the the team people are ignoring. The Raptors are doing what they normally do. Yes, competing harder than a lot of teams, winning more games than they're supposed to, and guys exceeding expectations. Yep. Now the because because it's not we talked about this coming into the year. This is my third or second year expecting Siakam to ascend. And at this point, I'm done. It's not happening. He's peaked. And he's a great player. Yeah. But he's like he's like an elite second option. Mm-hmm. Like a top-tier second option, especially because he's all over the place and he impacts the game in, in a bunch of ways. Yeah. He's almost like a, a big man version of DeJounte Murray. Okay. Where it's mm-hmm. he, they play very similar, very uh control the ball, attack guys who can't guard me. Um like force force shots and force drives to my comfort areas. Mhm. But the they're winning, they're winning with everyone else stepping up, which is is what they normally do. Yeah. Um OG has taken a step forward as as I thought he would. And I thought he would too, but what's funny is it's really not in like not in stuff that people normally take step forwards in. Like I don't think he's a much better shooter. I don't think he's a much better ball handler, but the intangibles I have I notice all of it. He's a, he like defends every position now. Like mm-hmm. before he would he defended wings really well. Now he can check guards full court. Now he's like helping out on power forwards that are trying to back him down and he they can't back him down like now he's all over the place as a defender is like can't think of a defender right now off the top of my head but he's someone who i just have no problem no matter who he's guarding that he's gonna guard them well um i think scotty barnes i won't say took a step back but took a step like inward into being into the team now I think last year it was like, I guess it was considered a breakout year for him, even though it was his rookie season. But his rookie season, it felt like they just put Scotty Barnes on this team. Now it's like Scotty Barnes is just a Raptor now. I, I don't know if that makes sense. Like, no, uh, I see what you mean. Last year, it seemed like he was trying to acclimate into the culture. And now it seems like he's fully into it, and it just seems more controlled. It seems like he just really fits into them now. He doesn't do, doesn't play outside of his game. He 
isn't having those explosive nights and scoring or anything like that, but he's playing his role now for this team perfectly. But they still look like a team that is missing something that can take them to the next level because as you said, Siakam really isn't the number isn't a number one. Um, yeah. And and that's they, that's where I worry about their ceiling. Right. Because I've seen yeah. them ex- exceed expectations all year. And then we're in the playoffs like, wow, Toronto sucks at fucking scoring. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what's going to happen. Because in the playoffs, guys have to do more than what they're already doing. And to your point, OG's kind of peaking, at least to, yeah. to this extent. Siakam seems to have peaked. Mm-hmm. I mean, Van Fleet, we kind of know what he is. He's really, I mean, how he's really not going to get better. Right. Uh, Barnes, to me, has been like slightly an X factor, mm-hmm. but not significant enough to where he's changing a playoff series. Right. And, right. and then what comes back is their bench, which again, their bench exceeds expectations, but they're not good. Right. They, and I like what I'm seeing from Toronto. I just mm-hmm. hope they don't get comfortable just winning more than they should. Yeah, they're in a situation that I Memphis kind of was in for a while after Rudy Gay left. Long where time. it was like, we're good as the eighth seed, seventh seed every year, but our draft picks make us no better. And no one really wants to play here. So we're not going to like get good enough where we attract somebody. So it just keeps getting getting there. And I'm talking about the Conley years. Obviously, they got bad enough to get job at some point. But for a while, it was just, yeah, they're good. They're good. They're good. They're good. They're good. But they're first round out every year. Um, Toronto is missing someone who is a really consistent scorer. They have guys who could, everyone on their team could have a big game, but nobody has big games every night. Yeah. Um, No one even averages 20 points. Oh, Siakam averages over 20, but no one else is even really that close. So. Um, they still and, uh, they still force feed Siakam like he's their only option. Yeah, uh, and I just I feel like I feel like they can spread out forcing shots a little bit. <laughs> you know, I think Siakam is their only guy that they think they can form a mismatch with every time down court, and and that's something that most good teams have more than one of those, and they really do only have him. No one else is really a mismatch. If OG and Anubi scores, right. I never feel like, yo, you just can't guard him. Like, oh, he just got a tough bucket. And Van, Fleet, Van Fleet's the same way. Yeah, he just got a tough bucket. But Siakam's the only one who, you know, just because of his length, really. That's really the only thing that makes him a mismatch. But all these other good teams have at least two. Every contender has two. So... I'm, I'm curious how they progress through the season, man. I, I'm reaching for this, but I hope they're active in the trade deadline. Me too, but it's it's dangerous because who... If they're active in the trade deadline, I think the year is probably a wash. Yeah, I wouldn't... Come back the next year. I wouldn't take the risk because I'd rather... I'd rather struggle and potentially fail to build on this yeah. Than to try to like really change the formula just because we're not really advancing past the first round, right? You know, 
So I, I, if they, I see what you mean. Yeah, if they do, they trade a two for one or a three for one. They're done for the season, and then they got to worry about yeah. filling the bench back up in the off season, which you know you never know. Their, their rotation is a little thin. Yeah, I mean, they still got Daddy is young getting minutes. Is that that Daddy is is young? Is he T young? Yeah. Played 21 games, averaging uh, (laughs) 17 minutes a night. I mean, it's interesting to me, like, they they plug guys in. They've always done that. uh, Yeah. Or at least the Nick Nurse years, they've done that. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. But but I, again, I just wonder how they face against like the, the elite uh, defensive teams, the Boston, the the Milwaukee in the playoffs. Like it's going to be the same narrative of of Toronto just can't score with these teams. Yeah, because the thing is, they they can defend those teams 100%. pretty well, as 100%. good as anybody. But yeah, they're not going to be able to score with them. Yeah. What's the other team? The other sleep slept on team. Bro, I I don't understand why people are are concerned about Dallas. <laughs> like, were people imagining that Luca would would have them dominating the conference, uh, like front running for MVP, and and we're we're doing Luca promos every doubleheader, uh, as the Mavericks are on seemingly every doubleheader. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure what people were expecting either. Um, I thought they'd be a little above, more above 500 than they are. Yeah. But I'm also not surprised that they're losing games at all. Right. And, and I think this is where people mistake Luca's. I'm trying to say this without sounding like I'm hating. They mistake his him being good with him being like uh a cent- like his centerpiece status with him being able to carry them like no matter what like Harden had a similar team in Houston right i think i, I think it's fair to say that the Harden Houston team before Chris Paul a lot of people make that comparison uh, yeah i think that's a fair comparison the Harden Harden was doing like averaging triple double, but he was putting up forties, fifties, just like Luca. But all the guys on the team, Harden's team, was hit were hitting threes. They were setting like records for threes. Where everyone on the team played good defense. Harden was a guaranteed bucket almost every time down the court, or at least a guaranteed point because he'd go to the free throw line. He led the league in free throws, all that stuff. The rest of this team, this Dallas team, doesn't do what that. Houston team did and the rest of the league has already seen it done so they know it's not going to happen again with this Dallas team you know like I, I think the Warriors yeah. played that Houston team enough in the playoffs to say all right we're not going to let Luka come and just do what Harden did to us again like exactly what what he did which is drive kick or drive try to get fouled or you know if you collapse it's a kick and it's a three Um, but this team isn't that they're not that kind of team. Not that good of a shooting team. Um, they they still really don't have a lob threat, which we asked for the whole offseason to make get the lob threat. They have JaVale McGee, and they 
I I don't think I've seen a game where he actually got in the game on on television. And I watch most of their games because they play like every night. Almost all their games are televised. But and I'll tell you what, despite all that you just said, and I really don't disagree with any of it. I think I still think they're coming out the West. You think they're coming out the West? Yes, sir. To the finals? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Their their peak, let me tell you why. Their peak looks better than every other team the in the finals? West. The finals. The NBA finals. NBA finals. <laughs> now, you know, I obviously like a, a a bad injury, like if they lose Any, uh, they really can't lose a starter for for the playoffs. They can lose Hardaway again. Yeah, Hardaway is he, he can be in and out. And really, to me, the only ones they can't lose is Dinwiddie and Luca. I think everyone else is replaceable. You're probably right. I, Finney Smith is like a weird, weirdly like great fit for every lineup. He's their defensive stopper, so he 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 would hurt. It would hurt if they if they lost him. My problem is I trust in what the Mavericks supporting cast does and not from like they'll get it done. They they there's a good chance they won't. Yeah. The problem is there's no mystery for how the supporting cast plays. Okay. And that's where that that's where their ceiling is better because yeah. when they match up well against certain teams like Phoenix and like the Clippers they're they're night and day better. Okay, yeah. they're night and day better. Definitely Phoenix. I'll, I'll definitely agree with Phoenix. I don't know about the Clippers, but I mean, if you think of the healthy Clippers, maybe that's maybe that's not the case. But when yeah, is that yeah, going to yeah, fucking yeah. happen? Right, probably won't happen this year. <laughs> Never. If it's not happening this year, it's not happening ever. <laughs> the fuck you talking about? Like next year, Kawhi is going to be back. Like what? <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, never. I hey, I'll I'll never, I will never try to predict when Kawhi is coming back ever again. Never. Yeah, it, can't, it's impossible. Just can't do it. Can't do it. Every time I don't think he's gonna come back, he plays. Every time I do do think he's gonna come back, he misses ten games. So, it's cool. To, to me, Dallas like everything about their chemistry is more reliable than their the teams they're gonna be competing against. Okay. Like to me, I trust how the supporting cast plays off Luca a lot more than Memphis plays off Ja. Right. I agree with that. You look at um the Warriors Denver, are, are slipping. The the one reason that if you ask me in the offseason to like paint you a picture of how Dallas could beat the Warriors in a series mm-hmm. is is if the Warriors defense sucks. Yeah. And their defense sucks right now. Uh-huh. And and I really it doesn't look like it's getting better. The rotation might get better. The the bench guys might start contributing more, but they they yeah. just they can't guard. I agree. They can't guard. Clay can't move his feet the same. Draymond doesn't have the same focus. I mean, it, it's honestly Steph is still the only guy that impresses me defensively. Which is a disaster. Like that's really bad to even I say. I know that's horrible. Yeah. I I know Looney Looney's like a good positional guy, but he's he's not athletic. No, 
and and Wiggins, you're not you're not going to do the same thing you did last year of just match Wiggins on Luca and take him out the series. Uh, why not? Because you don't have depth. Oh, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. if uh, Wiggins picks up two fouls, the entire game plan is dead. No, you're right. Yeah, they don't have Porter, uh, Porter or Peyton to. Help so him. I Peyton guess was a I big guess part to convince you, I would have to downplay everybody else more. No, no, I listen. I laughed, but I I, I don't think that that's crazy. I just laughed because it's it just surprised me. But it doesn't think I don't think that that's crazy to say because they went to the Western Conference Finals. It's not like they're they weren't in the playoffs last year, and you're saying a team that didn't even make yeah. the playoffs is going straight to the finals. There were two games from going to the finals last year. So um it, to me, it's just like Jason Kidd is squeezing the absolute most like production he can out of this roster. I agree. And but it's been done with even... these guys for so many years now. Again, like I know exactly what Clever is gonna do in the playoffs. I can't say that for uh Jaron Jackson or or Dylan Brooks or you any really any role players outside of maybe Phoenix. The only thing I think you're right, but the only counter I have is that teams that are consistent are that consistent to win are also that consistent to lose. So I, I think I think that because all those guys do the exact same thing every night and you know what you're going to get from them every night. The t- other the teams know what they're going to get from them every night too. And yeah, they still win games, but I think it they paint they give you the recipe to beat them when they're that limited and consistent. And I'm not saying everyone will because they'll still beat teams. It doesn't mean that they're going to – doesn't mean that they're easy to beat. I'm not saying yeah. that. But I think they're the most – probably the easiest to prepare for. But they – like what separates them is how good Dinwiddie maybe plays that night or how good – you know, how insane Lucas' stats are that night. But everything else is like, all right, we know what's, what's going to happen with them. So we should know how to defend it. And the teams who do are the teams that beat them, which is usually only the elite teams. They don't really lose games they're not supposed to. Yeah. And lose. they've and they've had, you think about it, every playoff run they've had has been like a six to seven game series. Yeah. The yeah. whole way through. I mean, maybe I mean even Utah went six. Mm-hmm. Uh but again, to me, like Luca's finally defending. He's not getting gassed out in five minutes of playing time, right? Uh, he he's also he, he also like his intensity is a little bit better. It's not so directed at like, "Yo, ref, I'm cooking. Why aren't you calling it for me?" Right? You know, he's still getting upset, but it, it it's he's dialed it down. And I think more team more players get more dribbles in their offense than Luca does. I mean, than Luca has let happen in the past. Like, Dinwiddie gets an ISO with Luka out there now. Yes. I think even Josh Green gets a nice drive with Luka out there. And um, last season, the year before last, it was like either I'm dribbling and as soon as you catch it, you try to shoot it. Like, I, 
Luca would get ninety nine percent of the dribbles uh, of their yeah. offense while he was out there. And now, I I think um the ball moves a lot differently and guys get more opportunities to try to score. I will say that for sure. And Christian I just Wood, think Dallas Dallas, regardless of their situation, again, mm-hmm. other than injuries, they're gonna walk into the playoffs with momentum. I I don't know, man. I. That is a hot take. I will say it's a hot take. I don't think it's crazy, but it is a really hot pick. Um, I will say, I guess in a that month, is saying it's crazy. If but... Denver stays healthy and keeps starting, you know, clicking more and more, they they. I might, like Dallas uh, over Denver, though. Personally, I know you. You've never loved Denver as much as I have. Denver loses games; they have no reason to lose. You're and I just don't understand. Very accurate in that. And the thing is, I, I I'm not sure how back Murray is. He's playing good, but he's not doing everything. Yeah, and Porter Junior. Still, I, I haven't seen him play three games in a row yet. Um, he might have, but I haven't seen it. I, I'll say, um, I, I I think Porter Junior. looks more back than Murray does. He does. When he's yeah, out there. I mean, Porter Junior. is one of the best three point shooters in the league this year. He good. It, he's always a sniper. Yes, yeah, and he's just he so looks like he could be in a in, with like the post surgery brace on, and he could make shots. Yeah, and he, his shot is impossible to block because he jumps so high. It's yeah, so he shoots like yeah. a pure scorer. Yeah, and the thing is, I just don't. I think Jokic is still someone that's hard for everyone to get hot with, but Bruce Brown might be the best pickup of the off season this year. Um, well, I'll say it depends on where they go, how far Denver yeah. goes, but so far he's definitely top five pickups of the entire offseason right now. I mean, yeah. he's helped them in ways I didn't even think they needed help in. Bruce Brown has come in and shown me, like, yo, they weren't doing this last year. I got, I'm doing this for them now. So I know. And he's such a f- good fit because he, he fits every lineup in any way. Mm hmm. Like he'll he'll bring the ball up for a lineup. He'll be a screen setter for another lineup. He'll be a cutter. He'll stand in the corner. Like he literally does it all. He'll space the floor. Yeah, he's 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 a complete player, man. The only thing I don't like about Denver compared to Dallas is Denver is always willing to give up something every night against teams. I, I don't really know why they do that, but. Like as a, for example, there's nights where it's obvious that they just say, "All right, we're not gonna even try to get rebounds tonight." Jokic is gonna take threes. Jokic is playing the point. We're going small for the whole game. They're gonna out rebound us, but let's try to beat them at everything else. I don't know why that's his strategy, but it's so obvious sometimes. I don't. I hate. I don't like watching that. And I know that's not a recipe to win in the playoffs because they tried it with the Warriors. They said, look, let's go big. Let's try to beat them inside because we're not going to be able to outshoot them. And they tried it and they got outshot just exactly what they thought would happen. The same. And when they do it with rebounding, they'll say, look, we're playing against the Timberwolves. We're not going to be able to out rebound them. Let's just try to beat them outside. Let's attack their guards. They do that yeah. and then they get out rebounded and then they lose, which is just. I don't really get what the strategy is, and they do it a lot. And I'm not sure if he, if Malone thinks that they have to do that, 
But instead of going with a more balanced lineup or a team that could affect the game in all different ways, he likes to go with the, you know, with a team that has a clear flaw, a rotation or a lineup that has a clear flaw all the time on the court. Yeah. You know, you know um, what it is for me compared to Dallas? I think I trust the way Dallas moves the ball a lot more. I do too. Like, if anything, I would like for me to be confident in Denver succeeding through the whole playoff run, I have to see guys get assists to Jokic, not the other way around. Jokic doesn't let anyone on the team get assists except for him. Luka has, you've seen, like, Luka will run with somebody else in transition. Luka will pass it right back for, for Dinwiddie to make the play instead of him. Yep. He'll let Josh Green, you know, make the transition play. Like, Luca's developing and he's opening up the roster to be a little bit better than they are. Yep. Jokic will make a pass to somebody and, like, go get in their way so they don't make the next pass. Yeah, like, I, I would like to see more variations because they run good, like, handoff sets. They run good post-ups for, for some of the other bigger guys. But it's like always the same. And then their their bench, their backups is just like they kind of do a five in five out. Actually, I mean it's not it's not like yeah fully five in five out, but it's like within two minutes of gameplay is a whole new five out there, and it's just for Highland to just take as many shots as he can. And yeah, that's- that that right there is also a huge Malone is not slick throwing out whoever. And letting Bones Highland play high pick and roll. Like, that's yeah, not having a name, bench. I can't even name the other guys. It's DeAndre Jordan, Bones Highland, and a bunch of just random guys. And it's just like, the, yo, Bones, you just. The dude do from, uh, what was it, Kansas, right? The white dude? Oh, Brown. Yeah. Braun. Braun. Braun yeah. <laughs> Christian yeah. Braun. Yeah. Him, um, the LeBron stopper. Uh, I don't even remember his name, man. I'm, I'll look him up so I don't get it wrong. But uh, what is his name? Reed, Davon Reed, Davon Reed. Oh, they do put Jeff Green out there sometimes, but it's just like a, it's just like a threat thing. Jeff Green was so good for the Nets, and like they just really threw off his career trajectory. Well, he's been good everywhere and except wizards of course uh but but he's inconsistent everywhere dude that's what i hate about him he's the guy he's he's that guy who steps on the court and you know within the first like two things that he does that he's one of the best players on the court oh yeah 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 but then he could just as easily disappear and you never notice him again. And he's okay with it, which is weird. But which Very is weird. Thing. And at the end, and then you'll come back like, holy shit, that guy didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. That's that's so often I look at Jeff Green doing nothing and I'm like, yo, Jeff, why? Mm-hmm. You could easily get involved in this game. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why he does that, but he does do that quite often. Um. Aaron Gordon looks really good for them. I wish he got more minutes. I almost wish they played some small ball with him at the five sometimes. I would love to like see they that. Really move the ball, but it's like 
Jokic is the most dominating personality for his team in the entire league to me. Like, I'm starting to I see really that too, like, to be honest. Yeah, and I've said it for a while, but mm-hmm. I really feel like he comes in as just he coaches. He's really coaching them when he's in there. If he's on the court, nothing happens without his say so, and it just it just looks toxic for the maybe for the maybe coaching. I don't know about coaching. That's uh, maybe a bit extreme. But you know what I hate is how it's He's clear that he it's clear that he dictates how many shots he takes. Mm-hmm. And that, everybody like, else. Just play. Just play, dude. Like you don't have to fucking, oh, I need to get the cast involved, so I'm 15 and under today. Mm-hmm. Like it, it looks very specific when he doesn't shoot the ball and when he does shoot the ball. And then we at that point, we're getting into the 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 South Beach bandit himself. Uh, Jimmy Butler territory, and that shit is just unacceptable. Like Miami gets away with it, Denver's not, not good enough. Yeah, not this year, but Denver's just not good enough to get away with playing like that. But the the difference is Jimmy doesn't do so much in the offense that Jokic does. Where like Jokic even like it even seems like Jokic be mad if someone takes a shot that he didn't pass to him. Like it really looks like that sometimes, and if if they get it, he begs for it. Yeah. He wants to set it up, and he wants to be the guy to give it to you so his stats, his assist stats look good. And if yeah. um, if somebody's hot, like if if Yoga doesn't want to give it back to you while you're hot, you're just not gonna get it back. Like I've seen Porter hit three threes. Yeah, in a row dude, and it's so bizarre. Like, right. But like, right, there, there's a the couple guys. It's so weird. Because Bones, he'll trust relentlessly. Yeah. Like Murray, Murray, he developed that trust with him like that. Mm-hmm. But Gary, back when Gary Harris was here, he couldn't take like five shots. Nope. One bad shot, he's done. Yoke is never going that way again. I mean, KCP, KCP there is kind of hit and miss for them because sometimes he gets shots, sometimes he doesn't. Bro, KCP has proven to be clutch. Yes. And he's proven to be someone who can miss his first five and hit his next five. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and Jokic is like with with Porter Jr. mostly, and they've had this beef since Porter Jr. was a rookie. Porter Jr. is having a good game on Porter Jr.'s on the right side. All right, cool. We, he just hit four in a row. Let's go. Let's try it to the left side now. No, bring it back over here. Let's keep running this. Thank you. He doesn't do it. Nah, Jokic does not do it. I'm starting to see it, and and it 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 makes like it shows Denver's uh like roster deficiencies. But they don't have it. Jokic creates it to me. And the other thing is, look, if Porter just Porter Jr. just hit four threes, guess what? When you pass it to him, it's going up. So why are you 30 feet from the basket? Like, Jokic doesn't think, all right, Porter just hit three or four. Let me get inside to the block. Let me post up and kick it out so he can get another look and let me be ready for a rebound. No, I'm going to just come down court, stand at half court, give it to him and just watch. And, like, then they, you know, then it's a fast break the other end with the slowest dude is the one getting back. Yeah. It doesn't, it's just, it's not a good And that, to me, like, that's, uh, a blueprint the Warriors showed that other teams could emulate. 
Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't have an Andrew Wiggins kind of guy, you just don't. Like, you, that's not something. You can't go out and get Andrew Wiggins in free agency. Right. But pushing the tempo, getting up and down at a tempo that Jokic can't, you know, is one of the last guys to keep up. Mm-hmm. You take him out their game. And being, being prepared for anyone to take a shot at any moment. The Warriors, for some reason, they are always ready for someone to take a shot. It doesn't matter who it is, doesn't matter what the what play broke down. They know, all right, it looks like he's a little bit open. Let's be let's be ready to get back or get the rebound, one or the other. Jokic be looking surprised that people are taking open shots. Like, hey, Warrior Jr.'s taking a three? Like, yes, that's what he does. No, no. It, but Warriors never have that problem. It's like, yeah, Draymond took that three. Okay, cool. We, like us, it is what it is. And it's kind of like to me, this these two teams highlight um, kind of the the struggle a superstar has to uh, deal with because Mm -hmm. you see, Luca Luca went from controlling literally every fucking thing on every possession to now, now we're picking spots where y'all can have some of the control. I'm not gonna give you, I'm not giving you the keys. But I'll like I'll leave the door open for you to get in. Yeah. And and Jokic is going the opposite way, where mm-hmm. in a lot of critical moments, like, dude, KCP and Bruce Brown have proven to be clutch players. Yes. Sometimes just let them let them make plays. Sometimes yeah. you, you can't you can't be a control freak. Yeah. Especially when the roster has versatility and because of your control freak tendencies they don't show it yep so i just i don't know if they could break through that and and that's the difference between denver and dallas playing their peak basketball because when dallas does that they're playing their absolute peak when brunson was there brunson was getting off dinwiddie was getting off and their Um, shooters if if their shooters are hot the the ball is finding them, and you just you can just look at it. You can look at guys like Steph, who gets excited when when Poole has forty, has thirty, whatever. Luca gets excited when Hardaway Junior hits six threes. He he's having a good time. I never see Jokic look excited when anyone else has a good game, ever. Bro, I never. Have. Josh Green makes one play. And Luca's like, like, yo, like, my man, like, good shit, you know, like, way to play. He's Jokic is dead inside you know, all the time. Dead inside. He only, he's only happy when he has a good game. No one else having a good game means anything to him. <laughs> yeah, it, um, it is. It is becoming weird. And I'm, I'm curious if it gets like more noticeably exposed. That, that's another problem. Is teams haven't really exposed it. No, they, they haven't, because he's still such a mismatch, man. I mean. Yeah. Even if they wanted to try, is this who there's only four or five guys that can even match up with him. Yeah. It, it's that in that way they're him and Luca are very similar. Like there's just certain rosters you you literally could get out of bed and get straight on the court and put up, you know, 30, 15, and eight. Yeah. It's really like it's if it's not Draymond, Greek Freak, MB, Jokic, I mean Anthony Davis. Jokic is going out there, just going through the motions with a triple double yeah. anytime he wants. I, I told you this when we were talking about Dallas the other day, like with Luca, and I think with Jokic, it's the same thing. You can't put 
smaller guys on them. No, you can't. It has to be somebody that makes them work in the post. Mm-hmm. Because that's the one ISO way they could guarantee good shots. Yeah. And Wiggins took that away from uh <clears throat> from Luca and the speed of the game, I thought took that away from Jokic in their series. Yep. So always the Warriors showing us the blueprint. Yeah. Yep, sure is. They did it with um, Harden too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing is, you know, Wiggins with the length, the other guys being ready to run out there to shooters. The problem is how Dallas plays is very easy for the Warriors to practice because they have a similar roster. Like as far as being able to shoot, everyone being able to shoot, it's like, okay, let's just practice fool. You just drive into the paint and everyone work on closing out to shooters. Oh, we can do that because we have enough shooters to practice something like that. Um, and to, I guess, no simulate what that would look like. But not a lot of teams have that at all. Not a lot of teams can even combat that in any way. And like you said, if you don't have someone like Wiggins, someone like um Dude, I mean, OG. Dude, watching the Phoenix game matchups, good Lord, he makes Phoenix's entire roster look small. Including their fucking center, DeAndre Ayton, who somehow looks small with Luca out there giving him the unstoppable step back. Yep. Yep. But all right. Um you got any more league stuff? NBA? Uh nothing nothing in depth, no. All right. Uh we're gonna get into World Cup talk just for a little while, really quick, since we haven't really talked since before it even started. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to invite my boy who's a World Cup expert on here in just a second, right after this break. All right, so World Cup talk. We have our friend here, Wyatt. Say hello, Wyatt. Howdy. Yeah. Um, he's our soccer expert now. Um, what round is it now? I don't even know what the what Going round. Going into uh, the quarterfinal? Quarterfinals. Yeah, yeah, quarterfinals. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, what do you think about it so far? All right. So, so far, this is honestly probably one of the most uh, unpredictable World Cups. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a whole lot of upsets, a whole lot of stuff that you thought would happen did happen. Um, honestly, I think this has probably been one of the better World Cups I've seen. And I've, it's not saying a lot, I've only seen three, but. Uh, this is already much better than the 2018 one. So, I mean, I'm, I was overall pretty happy with how it's gone so far. Is that a competition reason why, or is it the action or what do you think? Uh, honestly, I think, yeah, competition and action. I think we've had a lot more, I think the goals in this one, we've had a lot more like better, like jaw dropping goals, honestly. And competition so i feel highlights. like just more yeah we've had better highlights for sure and i think uh competition wise i think more countries have better squads than they did in 2018 gotcha okay so tell me about the um performance from the stars have any new stars emerged um how have the stars from the past played um you know we know the you. big names how's everyone doing yeah so uh 
start out with like the three biggest names, Ronaldo, kind of underwhelming. We'll get to that later, I guess. Uh, Messi, mm-hmm. I think he's he's shown flashes of of what he can do and like why he's one of the goats, but I really don't think he's played his best game yet. Uh, especially in their first game, Saudi Arabia, how they lost that game, I don't know. Uh, it was really wild to watch because they had previously they hadn't been beaten before that since like 2019, mm-hmm. and they were like the favorite to win it. Uh, so that was kind of disappointing from him. Uh, Neymar, he's been pretty solid. Couple goals. He had a penalty the other day against uh, Korea to put him up early. Uh, honestly. He was he was hurt for like the last two games, last one or two games of the group stage, mm-hmm. so that kind of kind of hurt his like performance overall a little bit. But I think we're gonna he's this is kind of basically his legacy right here. So I think he's gonna step up, hopefully. And uh, since Brazil honestly probably has one of their most talented sides they've ever fielded, uh, this is another supposed guy... to be kind of a passing of the torch for Neymar, right? Since Ronaldo and yeah. Messi, this is their last one, so. Yeah, I, honestly, this is probably Neymar's last one too. Oh, yeah, really? Neymar's been around a little while. Yeah, Neymar. Yeah, Neymar's been a name, but he hadn't. He didn't really like come to prominence until like early like 2010s. He's yeah, supposed to at least play the next one after though. Messi and Ronaldo. Yeah, I, I yeah, was he, thinking he's supposed to at least be like the face of the next one. Yeah, he might, but honestly, this is probably more of a. Uh, torch going from all three of them to people like uh rashford or uh with charleston another uh striker for brazil and vinicius mm-hmm. jr and jude mm-hmm. bellingham all of those guys had a crazy crazy world cups uh to go vinicius jr first he is really important overall to the brazil's attack but mm-hmm. honestly, so far, I've been surprised with how many times he's given up, like, a shot that he's had. Because when he plays for Real Madrid, I don't really see him give up a whole lot of open shots to get his teammates in better positions. But he's been doing that pretty uh, pretty often. He's got he's already got two assists, and he's only got one goal in three games. But overall, I mean, he's pretty solid from him. Mm-hmm. Um, Mbappe, top goal scorer already. He's got five goals. So... Mm-hmm. He's just been absolutely insane. I'm not gonna lie. I yeah. if France isn't in the final, I'd be shocked. Uh Richarlson, he's tied for second most goals. I think he's got three. Him and Messi both have three. Uh he actually had the best goal of the tournament. I don't know if y'all saw that. I forgot who it was against, but he had it in the box, off his chest, off his head, and then bicycled into the corner. Crazy. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that was nuts. Absolutely. A uh, guy who actually played very well uh, for Ecuador, uh, Inter Valencia. He mm-hmm. actually went kind of crazy and had three goals for them. Pretty sure Ecuador's out. Yeah, I think they got knocked out in the group stage, honestly. But mm-hmm. uh, Ra- Rashford has had three goals for England. Uh, and him up there paired with Saka up top, uh, both mm-hmm. of those guys, England players, honestly, nightmare fuel try to defend those guys like i no no chance anyone stopping that and with, especially with jude bellingham giving them the ball up from the midfield uh he's got one goal and one assist in the four games he's played for england so honestly those are my like real 
big impact players and who I've been surprised by so far. Okay. Okay. Mike? Uh, I got to ask, man, uh, how did the U.S. look to you? They were unfortunately the only team I got to watch the whole group stage and the elimination game. Uh, I thought they played better than I thought, but they did disappoint. What did you think? Uh, I mean, we're definitely getting better. The overall, like, style of play, the U.S. has just been – honestly just try to be faster and stronger than everybody but i feel like i feel like they're they're coming along where they know they actually have to put some tactics into the game they can't just out athlete everyone uh so i've seen a a big improvement there uh we did have a different coach in 2014 the last time we were in it uh uh, jurgen klinsman i'm glad he's gone but the guy we got now i don't think he's much better i'm not gonna lie but overall i was impressed with how they handled playing England. But other than that, other than the England and Iran game, the Wales game was good until the uh, they just gave the penalty. They gave the game away with that penalty, like yeah. last minute of the game for some reason. Uh, I think overall the U.S. has to honestly just get better at, like, letting uh, – like actually developing the players when they're younger because a lot of them, they just – they start developing like – they pick these people when they're like eight or nine years old and they just stick with them. And they're like, no one else is – no one else is coming into the U.S. soccer. Like we're – this is the team we're going to field for the next 20 years and that's it. And I that just bothers me because if you notice, honestly, like most of the guys that we have planned for us are from like Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, and like that's it. <laughs> Those are the mm-hmm. only states they really – I've seen, like, people recruit from, and it's just kind of infuriating because, like, I know huge parts of the country that, like, have soccer culture. Like, North Carolina, I know. Texas has great soccer culture. California, there's all these very, like, skilled places that they're not recruiting from, and I think that, honestly, we're suffering a lot from it. Hmm. Gotcha. I, I will say I like the um, – I like Pulisic. I think he's a pretty good player. I think – I mean, he does, He does, to your point, try to outrun everybody on the field. Uh, but he's very aggressive. He doesn't settle. He looks to get the ball to somebody. Uh, he was He was probably the only guy through the group stages that I consistently liked how he attacked. Mm-hmm. A lot of the other guys would just kind of try shit, it felt like. Yeah, no, for sure. I think Pulisic definitely uh, – him and Tyler Adams, I think, yeah. were the two – and uh, Dest, our, I don't want to say left or right back. I can't remember. Dest, on, Dest but, did make a lot of good runs. Yeah, mm-hmm. nah, they, those three, I think, were the most impactful players we had by far. Uh, Pulisic, I, was, I think he kind of underperformed. I think people really wanted more out of him. But, yeah. I mean, he's kind of taking what he can get. Like, our midfield is kind of lacking other than, other than uh, Tyler Adams. He's more of a defensive mid kind of more of like a Casemiro type. So I it's hard to it's hard to get the ball off the back line up to those guys to make plays when our back line is just terrible. Our center backs have no idea what they're doing with the ball, can't get it out, can't move it forward. And the midfield's again lacking. So it's just it all starts all starts the back line. Gotcha. So uh you mentioned Ronaldo earlier. Tell us more about, you know, how he's 
um, been a letdown, how other stars have been a letdown. Um, tell us what you think about that, about his situation in general. So, honestly, everyone knew, everyone knows, uh, like, knew came, coming into this World Cup, Ronaldo and Messi, this was their last chance to get a World Cup, obviously. But the way Ronaldo came into it after the whole, I don't know if y'all saw the scandal, him talking to Pierce Morgan. Crashing yeah. uh, the, the, his manager or whatever. The manager, yeah, the manager, the owners, everything about Manchester United, he just really went for, which is, I mean, if you listen to the interview, he's he's not wrong. Uh, he left he left the club in 2008, comes back, and absolutely nothing has changed with the facility. Everything's the same. They got the same weights. They got the same, like, how are you one of the most ex- uh, prominent clubs in Europe and you're making no strides to get better? That just, right. that makes no sense to me. But, uh Everybody got real mad about him about that. So he, he, the pressure was already on, and he hasn't really performed. I'm not going to lie. He's had, he had a, a penalty. I think he's got two goals. He had a penalty and one. And he tried to claim the, uh, the header. Oh, the, the Bruno Fernandez. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I thought he had it, but it apparently did I not. did live too. Yeah. Live, I was like, oh, that's, that's a tough header. And then on the replay, I'm like, uh. Nah, but he's just overall, I mean, and the guy he got benched for kind of showed out, so I don't know if he's going to play. Yeah, because <laughs> the it guy was he got crazy. It was crazy how much chemistry they had with him. Yeah, the guy Honestly, he got benched I, for had a hat trick immediately. I was like, I know. "Oh no, it's it's wild." Because I'm looking at yeah. him, I'm like, "Wow, he's just like he's doing shit Ronaldo doesn't even do." Yep. Yeah, and that's yeah. really that was the biggest difference to me. I mean, yeah, being aggressive and scoring, but that that's one thing Ronaldo does do. So yeah, that's a that's a huge factor for sure. But uh, another guy I think underperformed, honestly, uh, Christian Pulisic. Just I think he could have done more. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, like our other the team surrounding him isn't great, so I can't really get too upset. But honestly, right. I don't. Other than people like other than the whole Germany team, I think that's those are my only people that have underperformed. I'll give you a name I thought struggled was, well, I mean, the team struggled probably more than he did individually, but I didn't really like how Cavani played for uh, for Uruguay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, they just, they just didn't look good doing anything. I'm not going to lie. They, uh, they just, they just looked overall bad, which is, which is upsetting because I wanted him, because this is also his last World Cup and I wanted him to have a good showing, but that uh, didn't happen, unfortunately. But yeah, man, I did kind of expect expected more from, more from him and Suarez, and it just never really happened. On paper, they had a pretty pretty good side, but they just the midfield couldn't get the ball up to those two guys, and they yeah. couldn't capitalize on the chances they had. So fun played right, which fun upset, right home for them. Which upset was most surprising for you? Uh. Honestly, I think the Saudi Arabia beating Argentina was kind of crazy. Yeah. But Germany not getting to the round of 16, losing in the group group stage, that's crazy. There's the amount of talent they have on that team. There is no way they could not have honestly come in first in that group. Mm, gotcha. Okay. Mike, you got any more questions? <clears throat> 
No, I'm just thinking uh, about some of the upsets. I thought uh, Morocco beating Spain w- was interesting. Yeah, that was another one. They went the whole 90 minutes and then the five extra minutes and then the whole extra time, no goal. It was so wild how Spain had, like, years of experience in penalties and Morocco had none. And it turned their their goalie turned out to be the hero. <laughs> Yeah, their goalie, uh, his name's like Yazim Bono or something like that. I probably butchered that. But he, that was crazy. I thought for sure once it went to spent uh, penalties, I was like, oh, Spain's got this 100%. But then he stopped the first two penalties. And I was like, oh, oh, no. It's And then the third Spain penalty hit the post. And I was just, yeah. no. Yeah. Penalties, penalties are a different type of pressure. I really uh, – I really, honestly, upset Morocco won that game because I wanted a, uh, I wanted them to move on to play Portugal because I really wanted Portugal to knock Spain out. Mm-hmm. But it just didn't happen like that, unfortunately. So, who's your favorite now? Uh, it's my. I got two favorites. I couldn't pick just one because my okay. my mind. Is telling me France, but my heart really wants Brazil to win. Because gotcha. uh, again, this is Neymar's legacy, basically. So I, they really need him to step up for the next game. They play Croatia, I'm pretty sure. And Croatia's not a bad team. They made it all the way to the final uh, in 2018. So they really need him to step up. And France, honestly, they, they just look insane. They. I forgot what game it was, but they had a whole new starting eleven for uh for one game. Like they they did not play one guy who was out there mm-hmm. uh, for the previous game against Australia. I think mean, it was still in the group stage, but even then they still looked crazy good. And they just the way they control the ball, their passes, and how they get the ball up to their weapons like uh, Mbappe, Griezmann. I just think they're going to be really tough to stop for anybody. Yeah, it's so, interesting. England, I think, is a team who also moves the ball pretty well. Like passing yeah. is kind of their strength, so it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun game coming up. Oh yeah, that's definitely gonna be a very very exciting game. But I just don't know if England's back line is really, especially with uh, Harry Maguire playing back there. If he starts, I think Mbappe is gonna absolutely eat him alive. But that's definitely gonna be a fun game. Uh, kind of talent on the field during that game, I would be surprised if it's under, honestly, if if it's under, like, three goals, I would be very surprised. Okay. You you want to give us your predictions, or you want to save it? Alright, so my predictions for the whole thing? For this next round. Who this are next gonna round be I got the, you, I got you, I got you. In the semifinals for you. All right, so first game, Netherlands, Argentina. I got Argentina. Don't think Netherlands yeah. can really, really stop their attack. Uh, Croatia, Brazil. I got Brazil. Safe pick. Uh, Too safe. England, France. All right, a. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think Luca can do it all by himself against Brazil. I'm not gonna lie, but I got you. England and France. I got France and Morocco, Portugal. I gotta go with the goat. I gotta go with Ronaldo here. Okay. I don't. I just don't think. I think Morocco's uh 
Magic's about to run out. I got you. You know, I, I, I forget that. I forget how many injuries Neymar has had because he's 30, but his body is probably 38. Because <laughs> he's had a lot yeah. of injuries uh, throughout his career. But, I mean, you know, Ronaldo and Messi, they're got to be 38, right? Probably something uh, like I that. Think, I think Messi, I don't know how old Messi is, but I know Ronaldo's 37. And they're they're around the same time. So they're either 36, 37, yeah. But the issue with uh with honestly Neymar is he's kind of known for for being like flamboyant, kind of flopping a little bit. Yeah. So honestly, the things that are really fouls uh, when he goes down, they're really honestly probably not going to give him most of the calls. So. Mm, gotcha. And he lets that sometimes. He sometimes lets his emotions get the best of him, and it kind of takes him out of his game. So I'm hopefully, sure hopefully, he can stay away from that. A lot of times, yeah. Neymar is uh notoriously yeah, he's hot headed. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is there anything else you want to bring up about the World Cup? Um, nah, really. I think that's. I think we covered everything. Mike, anything else? No, nah, man. It's nice to see. Uh, I mean, I know it's more so because United States was in it, but it's nice to see. Uh. United States getting into soccer a little bit more, at least once every four years. Yeah, that yeah, this is, is the that most is nice. the most pride I've seen for the USA team in a while. Yeah, man, and I hope uh, I hope they they expand on the where they look for talent. Like, there's no need to to limit where you can find talent. Yeah, oh, yeah for sure. That was they really, really, good point. really need to work on that. Yeah. I mean, all these, so many of these colleges have great, great soccer teams. Um, Dude, a lot of a lot of colleges don't even have men's soccer teams anymore. Like we, uh, Alabama, I don't think anyone in the SEC besides like Florida has one. Yeah, that's the SEC though. You guys got other stuff to worry about. Football's yeah. so overwhelmingly yeah, but, popular. <laughs> yeah, I, there's, there's... I don't think, uh, I don't think we're gonna really progress a whole lot in the next fifteen years because. It's just not like kids aren't or parents really aren't putting their kids into soccer as much as they're putting them into basketball and football. So, yeah, most of our athletes aren't going there. But the teams who who do have good soccer teams have always had really good soccer teams. Um, So it is kind of messed up that the recruiting is it's so limited, Um, especially like you said, North Carolina has always had good soccer teams throughout the state. Yeah, a lot of talent there. All right, man. Well, we appreciate you for hopping on. Um, yeah, for sure. Bring appreciate you on you next week me. too. Definitely Where next down. week after the um, after this round. So, that. Yeah. All right, man. We'll catch you later. All right. Thanks for coming on. Y'all be safe. I'll All see right. you. All right. Thanks to Wyatt for the World Cup talk. Last thing, Yankees. We got Aaron Judge back, man. We got him back. It took it broke the bank. We had to rob three banks. Of course. To, of course. To do it, but we got them. The Federal Reserve had to be raided. <laughs> yes, man. I mean, what was it? 360? Nine, I think it's nine years. Nine years, 360 mil. Hey. These not baseball too much. contracts are different. Yo, that is insane. Yeah, uh, yeah, nine year, 360 million dollars. 
but it like a $217 million extension option. So, hey, I really didn't want to lose him. I was really going to be upset if New York lost him because the teams that wanted him were those those teams that everyone, like San Francisco, everybody wants to live in San Francisco. Um, San Diego, I mean, a lot of teams wanted him, but, you know, Yan- Yankees got it done. I just want to say that. You know, you know, it's crazy to me. And again, I don't know shit about baseball, but uh, from an outside perspective, like these guys get paid because it's such a boring sport that if a guy is must watch, like that's yeah, such a valuable commodity that it, it costs this much. Yeah. I mean, bro, about- who else is putting fans in Yankees games other than Aaron Judge? Nobody. Right, so it's, it speaks for itself. Think about Aaron Judge; he's like a guaranteed run per night. That's the only thing; like you have to have him because you know he's a fucking hitter. <laughs> yeah, he averages at least he averages a half a home run per game. If you think yeah. about it, they play about twenty, one hundred and twenty games. He had sixty something home runs, so you know, gotta gotta go for it. So. Yeah, uh, looking up for them right now. But all the other teams are getting better. Um, I can't think of all the free agents because free agency really kind of just started. But uh, a lot of teams are making moves, getting better. So, uh, Is there anything else? I don't think there's anything else. Do you? No, man. I mean, uh, we'll, we'll, come, we'll be back. Obviously, World Cup talk. Uh... We get closer to football. I'm gonna be locked in the uh, the playoffs. I'm gonna be locked yes. in to all the matchups, the seeds, NFL playoffs. Christmas Day, NBA is coming. Oh yeah. Um, everyone should be healthy for Christmas Day too. I believe, which is gonna be great for once. Um, yeah. I wish they would treat Christmas Day like it was like the playoffs. Like they start sitting guys early December. <laughs> To make sure they play on Christmas Day, because I hate Christmas Day and someone being missing, and it's a blowout. I hate blowouts on Christmas Day. It always yeah. happens. Somebody, but... yeah, somebody always is just not not in it. Yeah, so hopefully everyone is there. Um, that would be exciting. NFL playoffs, like you said, guys are coming back. Watson is back. Um, gonna be exciting. Great year for sports. So uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you for coming back with us. Sorry we were gone for so long. We had life stuff, but we're back. Turn notifications on, subscribe, all the good stuff. Catch us on Instagram, and we will see you guys next time.